You're listening to The Deranged Nation, a true crime podcast featuring New York Times bestselling paranormal romance author and your host, Teresa Gableman. Welcome back to Deranged Nation. Welcome. Hey, what's What's going on? We are on episode 11, East Fork Mystery, The Disappearance of Paige Johnson. How are you guys doing? Good. 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 Hanging in there in this uh, hard time. Yeah, it is a hard time. A little bored. A little stir crazy. Well, you went... Caught some fish today. Yeah. Yeah. Did some fish, and I think I got some sun. Face feels a little red. Could have got a tan out there today. Yeah. Maybe I did. Did some quadding and some dirt bike riding. Yeah, it wasn't bad. So, can't really complain. Yep. I hope you guys are doing good. Yeah, hope everybody's staying healthy. So, this this episode, um, I remember this happening 10 years ago, pretty much almost 10 years ago, because it happened September 23rd, 2010. But 17-year-old Paige Johnson disappeared on that date 10 years ago, and I remember... Um, seeing her picture posted everywhere. I don't know if you you guys what were Not you really? How? I was fifteen, so yeah. I yeah. I don't even think I had a cell phone, really had like a cell phone with like Facebook on it yet back then. Right? I mean, yeah. I mean, we'd I, only get on stuff on the computer. I was like a freshman in mm-hmm. high school too. You couldn't you couldn't get on Facebook on your phone back then? Did they have Amber Alerts then? Yeah, I we so. would get them through our cell phones. I, I remember. So. Yeah. 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 I can't remember that, but I'm sure. If I mean, it wasn't like the Stone Age in 2010. No, I had Facebook <laughs> thing, but, but I had it on a laptop. It was, it was definitely <laughs> fire back then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're starting out good. Shit, I hope so. <laughs> yeah, but no, I remember. I don't know. I just, I don't I think mean, I really had. That's... I always had a prepaid cell phone. Ten though. years ago, dude. So literally, I yeah. Now pretty much every phone comes equipped with Facebook and Google and everything you need to run your daily life. (laughs) (laughs) Back then you didn't know. Back then only rich people had those. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, um, the Stone Age. You're cracking me up. Paige was pretty much well. You know, she was a cheerleader, very good at gymnastics. Pretty much. You know, everybody said she was a really nice girl. Um, Everybody got along with her. She ended up getting pregnant at 16, had a little girl, and ended up dropping out of Simon Kenton High School. Um, She she had a sister, Brittany. Um, Actually, I listened to a podcast called uh, The Vanished. And that was the first one that I listened to. And the reason that we're doing this, something about this case happened today. Um, And I'll tell you guys about that later. But also because it's so close to the area that we're at. Yeah. Extremely close. I grew up in the streets of Williamsburg. Yeah. So, you know, and like I said, I remember when this happened, um, seeing her in the pictures There was also a picture I remember that was posted of her and her little girl. So it was really, uh, and the one thing that the police never closed this case at all. It has stayed open. Yeah. Um, so that day, or actually 
before anything happened, she was trying to get her sister. I hope I'm getting her name right. Uh, my notes are upstairs, but I won't make you go back up, Cody. But I believe her sister's name was Brittany. And if I'm wrong, I'll correct myself here in a second. But her sister was older. Um, and Paige had wanted to go out to a party, wanted her sister to go with her. Her sister, you know, was like, no, I got things to do. And um, her sister had kids also. But so there was a guy that was friends with Brittany's baby daddy, I guess you could say. I don't think they were married or anything. And he offered to, you know, take her where she needed to go. So Paige ended up leaving with a Jacob um, bum pass. He was 22 years old. So he was older. They were acquaintances. Now, was she like 17 at the time? She was 17. Yeah, she was 17. I mean, she wasn't, you know, she wasn't like a big party girl, I guess. But she did go out and, you know, I mean, we all remember 17. Yeah. Some of us is further along than that. (laughs) Stone age. Shut up. (laughs) But, um... So, he he said that he would take her, well, you know, with her being 17, you know, Brittany and her, her mom were, you know, pretty much let her go, yeah. do what she was going to do and everything like that, but she didn't take her phone with her. Her phone was out of minutes, so she left her phone home, Paige did. Brittany's phone was also um, out of minutes. And, you know, my mom still has one of those phones, you know, that yeah. you have to buy oh, the I minutes and stuff. Yeah. So I'd be like, don't send me stupid text messages. You're wasting it, every little cent I've know. got right now. I know. Sending units. Units. Yeah. The old track. Yes. The units. Um, so when she didn't really show, you know, when she didn't show up. They didn't really worry too much about it because they thought, well, she won't stay with a friend, you know, whatever. But as the day wore on, they were like, okay, something's up because Brittany talked to her mom every day. Right. Um, well, they found out, well, what they did was they called the police to file a missing police report. Right. The police pretty much were like, oh, she's 17, kind of treated it as... Just hold up, you know, yeah. possible maybe run away. But, you know, they were like, there's no reason for her to run away. Right. You know, and her daughter. Yeah. You know, so she's, right. she's not going to run away. Um, so they kind of persisted. They started looking around, um, actually contacted Jacob. And Jacob had said the last time he dropped her off in Covington, Kentucky, in Paige is from Florence. Mm-hmm. So Covington is what? 10, 10 miles. Minutes, yeah. yeah. Um, from Florence area. Said he dropped her off at Covington at 15th and Scott. Which. It's not a very good area. It's better now. Good. But, you know, it's kind of rough. Yeah. I guess you would say. And he said he, he dropped her off and he'd never seen her after that or heard from her or anything. Um. So, they, you know, put posters out, everything like that. The police started getting more involved. 
So listening, um, the, the if you listen to the podcast, um, you you get to hear you know Donna, her mom, and Brittany. Um, you know the one thing that that you know Brittany said it was very odd that this Jacob didn't help them search. Yeah, she's like even though they weren't like the best of friends. I mean they had pictures. I actually seen the pictures yeah, of I them together, um, and they looked f- friendly. Yeah, and. He did not help with the search. Um, he was the last one to see her, too. You'd think being the last one to see somebody, you'd probably help. He'd want to. You'd yeah. I think if you cared about him, you'd yeah. want to help anyway. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Even if you did it, you'd think you'd help. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that's true to kind of throw him off the, <laughs> you know, the beat. Nowadays, yeah. So. He, this was, um, he said that he dropped her off at 15th Street. And Scott in Covington at approximately 1 a.m. on September 23rd, 2010. Um, and she was supposed to be going back to her sister's. Yeah. That's, you know, after the party and everything. She was supposed to go back there. And it was really kind of hard to listen to. And her name is Brittany. I did double check. And it was kind of hard to listen to Brittany because she, you know, to this day really has... A hard time she said if i would have went like page wanted me to go yeah you know this she would probably still be yeah. here yeah um and Brittany actually went through addiction and everything she's cl- you know clean now doing right. great but uh it was really kind of hard to listen to you know on that but um so her mother they reported when they reported her they reported her that same day at 7 30 p.m um, he, you know, this Jacob wasn't cooperative in the ve- investigation and he automatically quickly hired an attorney. I mean, I guess if you think maybe, yeah. I, you know, you think they're making you a suspect. I get it. I would yeah. probably hire an attorney too. If you're getting questions yeah. for sure. Yeah. So question without one. No. Uh, he refused a... Um, lie detector tests. Those you know. aren't really that. Yeah, well, it's not admissible in court, right. but you know. Um. So, uh, the way that you know they they he also s- said where he went that through that whole time, and his cell phone pings did not end up going with his story. So. So the alibi doesn't fit. No. No. Something's not right. No. Um, And the police believe that his account of the disappearance is untrue. Um, He was supposed to be dropping her off in Covington. His cell phone pings indicated he was in Florence, Kentucky at that time. So, yeah, we were right. Florence is about 10 miles away. Yeah. And that's where Paige is from. Right. Um. They actually searched his apartment and vehicles and found red stains and two latex gloves in the kitchen sink, but the stains were not blood. Um, Jacob has had, and we want to say too that, you know, everybody is innocent until proven guilty. Right, so course. he's just a person of interest. He was, yeah, he yeah. was just a person of interest. Yep. Um, so uh, he had a prior conviction of felony theft. He served two years and nine months of an eight-year sentence and was on parole at the time of Paige's dis- disappearance. 
In October 2010, he was jailed for violating his parole, and um, he had weapons and alcohol in his home, and he admitted to using drugs. His parole was revoked, and he will not be eligible. Well, he was eligible for uh, release from prison in 2013. So around midnight, about an hour before Jacob says he last saw her, Paige sent, and this is kind of, this gives me the, the chills. Um, Paige sent a message to her older sister saying that she needed to talk to her immediately. And she didn't say what it was about and, you know, what the message, anything, yeah. how significant it was. It was unclear. Well, was that from somebody else's phone or something? Because yeah, that, exactly. Phone, right? And it was a 513, uh, I think they said it was a 513 area code, which is. They don't know who, though? She, uh, you know, she texted her sister that information. Well, her sister, because her sister's phone, she didn't, you know, she messaged her on Facebook is what it was. And she never checked it. So when she seen it, can you even imagine how you would feel? No, and you didn't get to it. Yeah, it's, I don't know. It's crazy. But there, you know, from the time that she was missing up, for, for like nine years like hundreds of leads came in they actually had a lead in knox county um and they dug an olympic size hole like a pool size hole yeah looking for her oh. and it was a it wasn't a bust yeah it, it wasn't anything and they ran into a lot of that yeah um so there's another guy that I'm not going to name because they don't name him and he was never a person of interest, which I think is kind of weird, but he was actually a friend of Jacob's and, um, he's not an upstanding citizen himself. He actually was charged with rape. He was known getting girls drunk doing things trying to get with them Mm -hmm. and he actually but this is after the fact of with Paige that he actually went to jail for for rape um so i don't know the you know they think that more people were involved there's more people this guy jacob that know exactly what happened to her and you know yeah they probably knew exactly whose phone it was too you have to think like like oh, whoever's yeah. fan, they know exactly who it is, even though they're not going to mention that. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah, and you know, even well, I don't want to say I almost, I almost gave the news away, but um, <laughs> the uh, he does admit that he did give her a few beers, and she was a minor; he was on probation. Right, that's a big no-no. Um, but that's all he admitted to, and he never offered any help with the investigation. Um. You know, and like I said, he lawyered up real quick and refused to take a lie detector test. What they did find out was Jacob's cell phone pings that night were Edgewood, where his mom and his brother was. Then it went to Kellogg Avenue, which, for those of you that don't know, coming um, where he said he dropped her off, I mean, you can look, and right across the river is yeah. Ohio. Yeah. Um. So it's not, you know, I'd say from Covington to Ohio is what, maybe five minutes from that area? Easy. 
But, um, so it went to Kellogg Avenue and then to East Fork Lake. And what's crazy about the East Fork part is the ping came off a tower inside of the park. Right. And he never mentioned anything about that, you know. Being out being there. there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So that was inside the park. It was around 3.30 in the morning or 3.40 in the morning. Then he made a Facebook post that said, like a fish. And that was it. So, some people say that that's that a code. Yeah, that at yeah. Oh come on! That early in the morning. Wait, like, say that again. Like a fish. So some people say that that was code for being drunk. Yep, it um, could be very well. You yeah. know, and some people said that she was at this party, and Jacob and another person was like not carrying her out, but. You know, hefting her out. Yeah. You know, she was kind of messed up. Yeah. But, you know, they had so many people saying different things right. that they don't really know what to believe. They yeah. do believe that the 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 mom and them feel that maybe things went too f- They were thinking that maybe things went too far. You know, this other guy was kind of into heroin. Maybe mm-hmm. they gave her something. She... That, this is what the family was thinking and right could have happened. right now, though, you wouldn't be able to tell that long no. yeah. if it yeah. was even something right. that caused her death, probably. Yeah. Then he said something. He posted the last post that he did that night was, and I didn't understand this at all. There must be something to cure this insomnia. So those were the two Facebook posts that he made, which was kind of strange. Um but, and like I said, I can't say the other person's name, but the family really thinks that he is involved also. Yeah. Um, and it was, you know. Well, if he's looking at doing more time, he might talk. That's probably why they don't want to say anything, because they're trying to get him to speak on it. Yeah. So, well, this dude. Probably like, There's nothing out in the public saying that you did it right now, dude, you know? The one, when, when this guy went to jail for the rape, the police actually went to him and wanted him to take a lie detector test or a yeah, a lie detector test on um Paige. Mm-hmm. And he said he would if he was promised not to be charged with anything concerning the case. He knows something. Uh, Hello. Ding 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 ding. And they know he that. did they take the that. test and um He, it was, uh, oh, okay, this is what he said. He says he was, he wanted to be promised not to face any charges if Paige's body was ever found. And he did fail the test when it came to knowing where she was, but they still didn't get the information of where that was. So, so they knew he was lying, but he just didn't give up. Any yeah. Answer. And the thing of it is, even with like all mm. this crazy stuff, her body was not found. So, you know, they couldn't say that she had been killed, murdered, or whatever. Right. So, even with, you know, the pings, this guy lying, he was definitely a person of interest because he was, a. I mean, that's kind of... The last one to see her. Yeah, that's kind of every crime, you know, mm-hmm. thing you, you watch, right. that's going to be a person of interest for the police. 
Um, and like I said, the family thought that she was given drugs and alcohol and things went terribly wrong to cover up, you know, and they, something happened and they had to cover it up. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> this is kind of weird and I didn't get the date. Uh, let's see. I didn't get the date, but I did a little digging, um, on Facebook. Yeah. And like I said, innocent until proven guilty. I'm not saying one way or another, you know, whatever. Right. But supposedly I did look to see if he had a Facebook page. And I kind of did a little research on that. Well, you could only see one post from like 19 weeks ago. And then I seen someone with the same last name that posted. I don't know who this is of the family. Right. And I'm talking about Jacob. And uh, on her last post, somebody was posting, posted a picture of his Facebook page and saying it's awful funny that he's deleting everything now, and I'll tell you why in a minute. And um, and that was like I said, only one post it's shit the only up there. Thing you could see, yeah. yeah. And then it don't matter. You can delete it, but it's still there. Yeah. So, oh, dude. Yeah. <laughs> another thing that I found that was kind of weird. Um, 2012. Uh, and this is from Fox 19 News. Jacob. Bumpass, a person of interest in the Paige Johnson case, was struck on the back of the head with a tire iron on his first day back to work. And I guess that was after he got out of out of jail. Mm-hmm. The Cincinnati Inquirer is reporting that Thomas J. Schneider, 49, is accused of the crime. Police say that Bumpass and his brother were both struck by a man unknown to them in the parking lot of his workplace. Um, Bumpass, who was the last person scene with Johnson before she went missing was released from prison on August the 1st after serving time for his parole violations. Police say that when asked by a deputy why he thought he was targeted, Bumpass replied, maybe because of the Paige Johnson thing. So then I went on his Twitter feed, which he don't, you know, tweet a lot. And and I, I didn't bring it down with me, but he said something about, um, I don't know what to feel about the article about me being hit, um, but I do know what I feel about the media or something to that. Like, yeah, they they're bringing up the page thing. You yeah. know what I mean? That's what I took from it. Right. So, um, yeah, there was. There's just some weird stuff about that. Do you guys I have? I think he did it. Yeah. I, I mean. Think, or he had a lot to do with it. I, I think, think he knows, definitely one. knows something. Yeah. Oh, of course. You know, and I think there's yeah, a I think few he people knows. that know something. Something. But, um, so today we were kind of going to do something totally different for this podcast, but today it came over my phone that. Um, the remains of a Northern Kentucky teenager who went missing nearly a decade ago has been found. And, um, human remains were found Sunday morning near Williamsburg Township in Claremont County near East Fork State Park. 
Which and is that, a popular spot around here. I mean, we go there during yeah, the summer really and stuff is, all yeah. the time. And it's it's not as big as some of these other state parks. I mean, mm-hmm. no. right. you know what I mean? I mean, lots of woods. Definitely, you would think in the past ten years, a lot of people have probably walked past right past her body and. I know, yeah. and not even of known. Well, there's a lot of little nooks and crannies. Well, yeah, no, there is. Yeah. Yeah. No, there we is. There we is. We take our boat back in some of those little coves and stuff. There is, yeah, there is a lot of areas that aren't easily yeah. accessible. So, well, you know, did they right. say kind of whereabouts the body was found? Um, well, a woman called nine one one and said her husband was deer hunting in the woods and found a burned human skull at the location near Ohio two seventy six. So yeah. So they burned her. Mm-hmm. According to a uh, recorded call uh, released Wednesday, um, the Claremont County Sheriff's Office. And this is what was weird because they pretty much, when that when this was found, yeah. um, it went to Hamilton County Corner, but immediately Covington Police was called so i'm thinking they knew before they even had the corner yeah do dental yeah. because the one thing when she did come up missing that was on the podcast and really upset the mom was they asked for dental records for her to bring in dental records yeah. Yeah. so they would have that on file if she was ever you know found um not alive so but i mean think about it so here's this guy Lying about where yeah. he is, his phone's pinging, and the locations he's saying he wasn't at, and they find her body. You know, well, what was left of her body? Yeah. Um, I wonder how he would have gotten away with burning something in East Fort because their rangers honestly like find. You're allowed like to that. have fired. Yeah, but You're there's only certain, certain de- areas. designated areas you can't yeah. light yeah, fire anywhere. But- but there's know. also parts big of like a fire, you said. You have to think about how big of a fire that would be to burn yeah. a human body. Yeah. Seriously, I'd be a big fire. You know the one and you'd smell it. Right. The you know it's uh so at, well at this point of course because this just recently happened and they did the press conference this morning that we watched. Um, you know there's no cause of of death, but. You know, it's amazing what they can find out now. Yeah. But the one thing that the um, one of the police officers said, there's a lot of nervous people out there today, right now. So they know they you know, they've got a probably. they've got a body now. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, that's all I'll say on that. But like I said, innocent until proven guilty. But um, you know, I think it was it. I love, and I want to eventually do this, mm-hmm. even though it would be really hard, but hearing the stories from the people that have lived it and are living it, you know, the one thing the mom said, um, that Donna said is when asked what she felt, did she feel that Paige was still alive right. or, and she said, I would know if my daughter was alive and I don't feel that. Yeah. So I think they knew. Yeah. Yeah. They just, you know, but this is closure, even That's, though it's yeah, not the closure that you want. But I think in their hearts, they knew if Paige was alive, that she would get back to them one way or another. They mm-hmm. knew she wasn't a yeah. runaway. They knew, 
you know, something yeah. was messed up with the whole yeah. situation. Yeah, she was a pretty girl, too. She was beautiful, and her little girl was so, yeah. so cute. Left a little girl behind, too. You know, but, um, yeah, so that's why, I, and like I said, East Fork. Yeah, it's not far from us. I mean, we fish there every year for yeah. the last five, it's five, my whole life. One I boat ramps on five minutes lake. from us, yeah. yeah. Yeah, us too. Yeah. So, like I said, I mean, there's probably times we've probably been close. Maybe, well, maybe been, been close to that fucking to that. Not even known, mm-hmm. you know, fishing yeah. in a cove or you know, because it didn't really say exactly where. No, I don't think but they the want cell phone that lake tower pinged. You know, what I mean, pinged them. But there's a lot of like you said, there's a lot of places in East Fork you can kind of get to from different places yeah you know what i mean and i think what we only got one park ranger yeah (laughs) you know so i mean mean, there's not a lot of people that hunt down there i mean most people are on boats and fishing or on the one or two trails that they have cleared off for walking but i mean it's also known for i mean it's also known for isolated play because this isn't the only thing they found at East Fork before. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, you yeah. know, I mean. Yeah. A lot of stuff some gets found Math there. labs, some fucking. <laughs> yeah, there's been. found all kinds of whack shit out, out in East Fork. Yeah. yeah, there is some areas, you know, that. I mean, there's horseback riding there, hiking. But yeah. there's also really dense areas that, you know, would be hard to get into, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah, sort of. I mean, I guess if you know the area, you know. Yeah. But from whatever it looks like, if, could you imagine you know, that poor hunter? That, yeah. Thirty-two Route Thirty-two is right there, so you can jump right off one road and be right down. You could go in straight into Afton to Half Acre and, and go down right this little lake. road mm-hmm. that there's, takes you to a dead yeah. end, and you can go into East Fork. Right well, there's there. a lot of roads yeah. that like well, dead end that, that used area. to be there. East Fork was a they, city just they just flooded it. Flooded. Yeah, I mean, they're They're still submerged. There's still submerged houses out in the lake. You know, they just flooded houses and they just flooded the area. Yeah. You know, vacant. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That would be deranged. We think. (laughs) We hope. (laughs) But yeah, it definitely was. It's definitely crazy to to think about how many times we've been out there in the last 10 years and how many times we've been right around buyer. You know, yeah, yeah, we, especially when we had our bass boat and we could get really back there in those yeah. areas. Yeah. I mean, we were really deep in some of them areas. And, you know, the thing that I, and like I said, East Fork is, is a nice, it is a nice place, but, you know, and people come from all around, but for his cell phone to ping that area. Yeah. And then, them, you know, Find this mor- or not this morning, but for that to come up this morning that they found even his route that he traveled is like down from covington down to kellogg yeah down to 32 Mm -hmm. i Mm -hmm. would guess yeah yeah right i mean that's that's the way you would go yeah get there fast so i'm 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 sure the police are well i'm not sure i know because i know they they were talking today at the press conference they do have jurisdiction things because claremont you know she was from northern kentucky right kenton county they'll probably work together on it because yeah because they probably know more about these guys covington police probably knows more about these guys than so and where where did the crime actually happen you know was she because where i wonder if there's any like 
evidence of it being burned, her being burned. So what I was thinking, like, if, if when they, you know, because there was a claim that they were searching, they had searched, like, two miles from search. the area they found her. Yeah. But, I mean, you would think if they just burned their body, you'd think there would you would be yeah. able to tell. You know what I mean? Or maybe... Or a dog may, would. May, maybe. They had dogs. That's what I mean. They did have dogs. Or a dog would be able to smell that. Yeah, they maybe. did have cadaver dogs. So. Unless it wasn't burned there and mm-hmm. it was just dropped there. Maybe it came back. Or maybe it took him a while to put her there. And I know more things. And maybe we'll do a follow-up. Then. Yeah, we'll yeah. definitely... We'll definitely... It's more... Uh, like I said, this is new. This just came out. Yeah, we'll have to talk more yeah. on it and every time we hear more. We yeah. more info. So I'm sure they'll be doing another update and everything but uh they said that um the police went because and you know some of the detectives and everything that was part of this case like 10 years ago mm-hmm. have retired or right. moved to different departments but they were all so connected to this case yeah and you know so they were all contacted about it and then um one of the reporters that you know asked how the family took it and I mean, how do you think they took it? Right, but man. Come on. Actually, you know, from what I heard on the podcast from her mother's mouth, I think they knew. They expected this outcome. I think they're just happy that... Because they knew she would have been home by then. That, you know, that they will be able to put her hopefully to rest. Can, and, and hopefully they can maybe find something out with the remains to... In the area, What's you know what I mean? I'm, yeah. sure, I'm sure that area is shut down. Oh, it's locked shut. the fuck down right now. Yeah. We're already I mean, quarantined anyway. Hopefully they can, <laughs> yeah, I know. Hopefully yeah. they can find her clothes or, you know what I mean? Ten years, find that's something. a long time, man. That's, yeah. They but, get some dogs out there. Yeah. Let them smell there. That's what's, because they did have the dogs. So, you know, I'm wanting to know where, because they said, the I, is there more? What I want to know is there more cell towers or just one at East Fork, and where is that? And is that the area that they searched? What made them go to the area that they searched? Is there one across the street at the local Boar's Head? That what's in that big fence over there? Am I wrong? I don't know, but then yeah. now I'll, when I, I pass know. there, yeah, I'll, I'll be looking, be looking. <laughs> for one. Or when we're out on the sea do, I'll be looking for one. Right, because I'm really curious to know where that is, and is is that the area in East Fork, or did they search all? Of, I mean, that would be a big undertaking yeah. to do all of East Fork. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's a lot. But I I remember that too. I mean, there was tons of people. I think they did shut down East Fork during that time when they were searching. Probably, yeah. You know. But yeah, you know, un- unfortunately, it's a sad ending. Um, four pages, you know, family and her daughter, only two years old. Yeah, um, it's terrible. But you know, it seems that you know they they got their closure yeah, anyway, and least. they can put her to rest. And and, hopefully, they'll get more, and hopefully that they'll find out exactly. And I think they know already who did it, but I think they'll. You know, put it out there. I th- I hope whoever was in you know taking a life like that, and I don't know, it's it's a lot. It's sad. It's seventeen years old. You got your whole life ahead of you, <coughs> and then you got a little girl that's involved in it that's never going to know her mom. Yeah. So, yep. You know, but 
You guys got anything else to add to that? I think so. We will do a follow-up as we learn more. Yes. And maybe on the next podcast, if we learn a little bit more about what's going on, we'll just do a little update update on that. So you guys know what... Because, like I said, it's so close to us that, you know, it's pretty... Easy to talk about. And it's very, you know... And like I said, I do remember it very well. I remember when all that went down. So, you know... Like, subscribe, share, comment, find us on Facebook. Yeah, don't be our next episode. Take care, stay healthy. Deranged Nation. You've been listening to the Deranged Nation podcast. Join us every Wednesday night for a new episode as we bring you true crime, unsolved mysteries, and other deranged stories. This episode was sponsored by Braps MX and ATV Pro Shop. Visit them at BrapsMX.pro. Also, visit our host, TeresaGableman.com, New York Times bestselling paranormal romance author of the Protectors series. Available on Amazon.com. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube.